What do you think about when you masturbate Richard Dreyfuss? I never thought about my mother. <laughs> Why well, hope not? I never thought that if I had thought of my mother, I would be thinking incestuous thoughts. That never occurred to me. And yet, incestuous thoughts was the engine that drove my masturbation. Incestuous with who? Across that street. Right? Yeah. Um, Why we might want to know. Mr. Holland has incestuous thoughts. Dad home soon we might get caught well, you're you're fucking your sister what are you doing do you have a sister yes did you ever give her what we called a movie a, a movie actor kiss no did but, she ever ask you no we didn't even like each other when we were kids we were always we were like two what of course not yes the guy Jacked off to his mother. Yeah. The guy who jacks off to his sister. Dubfod goes hard. WFOD. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. What's up, guy? And guys, the king of pranks is here. The the albino alligator, the man of spice, the Duke of Denim. Jaguar impressive. Mr. Travis Hulse. Hello. Travis, we have one hell of a program for the people tonight. After the break, we are going to be talking to uh, the writer and co-director of Killer Kites, Travis, the movie about kites that kill. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go to the park. <laughs> Looking forward to that, Travis. I have been uh, doing a lot of research this week on a topic very dear to my heart, Travis. Uh I, I've been learning of the virtues of whale shit. Do you know anything about this, Travis? No, not at all. So somebody mentioned that scientists are working on making fake whale shit to save the earth. Uh, please explain this. And so when I googled whale shit, 
and was watching videos on YouTube, I found out that there's a whole separate whale shit industry, Travis. Okay. Do you watch Bob's Burgers, Travis? No, I can't say that I've seen it. I don't either, but when I was telling someone about whale shit, they said, oh yeah, there was an episode of Bob's Burgers about this. Whale shit, Travis, is uncommon, and when you find it, it can go for a lot of money. But it's illegal to sell. Do whales not shit? Whales do shit. They shit a lot. They shit a lot of shit. But and aren't there a lot of whales? Not not as many as there used to be, Travis. And that's part of the problem. That's why we need to make fake whale shit to save the earth and sell that. Yeah. So I, I found the Bob's Burgers episode when they were trying to sell whale shit, and I have a clip of that. I have a whole bunch of clips, Travis, about whale shit. Uh, that's what this show's primarily going to be about, other than the killer kites <laughs> talking about, about whale, whale shit. Yeah, yeah. So there's this thing that comes out of whales' butts called ambergris, but little problem, it's illegal to buy and sell. Enter you. Okay, gang, I'm intrigued. Ambergris, I think, is what she said, and that is a special kind of whale shit, Travis, that you can find out on the beach. In your research, did you figure out why on earth it would be illegal to sell excrement? Why it's illegal? Why... Is selling defecation illegal? I don't know, but it is. But I, I, ha- I have the clip as to what it is and why it's special. Uh, okay. If you want to hear that. Ambergris is formed when a sperm whale eats squid. Tiny squid beaks are harder than most metals and can't be digested. Usually, whales vomit them out, but about 1% of the time, beaks make their way into the digestive tract and are coated in a wax-like substance to protect the stomach from getting cut up. The whale poops that out. It's carried away by ocean currents and bakes in the sun until, eventually, it washes up on a beach, looking a whole lot like dog shit. Unless you're one of those people who know what to look for and what to smell for. There's this whole vice thing, Travis, of this guy walking up and down the beach with a jar tied to his belt full of whale shit. So is this a lot like that coffee that makes itself? It's like the monkeys eat the coffee beans and then shit them out. And then the enzymes from the monkey shit make the coffee beans better. And then they were able to upcharge you for the coffee from the monkey shit coffee beans. I think it's similar to that. Yeah, Travis. So why is it legal to sell monkey shit, but it's not legal to sell whale shit? I'm uh, I'm really hung up on it. And this. before you get to the next clip, yeah. could you imagine you're a whale? Every time you eat a squid, you throw up? Yeah, stop 90, eating 90, squids. 99% of the time? Yeah, stop Most eating animals are smart enough. To, well, no, that's not true. Dogs <laughs> eat grass, and then they fucking puke. And I don't really think that. whales probably have any idea what they're eating. They probably just open their mouth and shit yeah. goes in it. Everything comes in and they digest it and then they throw up. Yeah. So yeah. the usage of this ambiguity, Travis, is pretty stupid. Um, I can't wait to hear what people want this for. Ambiguity isn't a new fad. Moby Dick had a whole chapter on it. Marie Antoinette had it in her perfume and Montezuma smoked it. Now it's used mostly by luxury perfume makers since it can make smells last longer on human skin. Its scarcity drives the price up even more. So So Kylie Jenner's perfume company is like, we need to get more whale shit so my disgusting scent lasts longer (laughs) on these fucking idiots who buy it. 
So this is why we need to save the whales. Save the whales and destroy humanity. <laughs> so that is why it it's valuable if you find it on the beach, Travis. But why is it illegal? I don't I don't know why it's illegal, Travis, but only in New Zealand is it legal. They like have it all over New Zealand eBay. Anything goes over in New Zealand, though. Right? Yeah. Is there a lot of whales there, Travis? I don't know. I mean, it's an island, so I'd assume. Uh, so now the scientists are into it. Now the scientists think that they can save the world with whale shit or artificial whale shit. It cures cancer. No. It makes they something last longer. Yes. When they flow uh, to down the pressure. It makes orgasms last longer for sure, Travis. We get that out there, and then it'll raise the price even more. The, the Chinese, they'll go crazy for that. When they yeah. 400 meters down, the pressure of the water shuts their orifice. You cannot possibly poo when you're under that sort of pressure. No. So it's wonderful. We've now got wonderful pictures of whales coming up and just this great wonderful. stream of poo behind them, much bigger than the whale themselves. Just That's, that's a scientist, Travis, talking about whale poop. He's and, it's wonderful. Like it's so wonderful to watch the whale take a shit. Like this guy seemed like it was the first time he had So the whale's not shit in the ocean, they gotta they gotta porpoise. They gotta shit. come up near the top because the pressure's too much. It keeps their butthole closed. It's like the blowholes, like right? Like they yeah. shoot out of the blowholes and it's like they put their anus out and they blast fucking shit out of there. This guy though, this scientist sounds like He's talking about the first time he got oral, right? <laughs> like, it's so wonderful. It's so, this is just so wonderful that this whale is just defecating. It's bigger than itself. Now, I have one more clip of this guy, and this one's a little bit on the longer side, but I think it's worth it, Travis. It is. I'm sure it is. If a fish egg produces a larvae where there's no phytoplankton, of course it dies because Phytoplankton is the necessary foodstuff for all fish larvae of all kinds of fish. Right. So the fish larvae hatch, bingo, away it goes, wherever you have a green area. So what we're talking about is can we recreate these green forests and watch the whale population return? So basically, Travis, what he's saying is when the whale shits near the surface of the water... His shit kind of like creates a good like shade and food source for all of these eggs. Like the eggs can't go where it's too cold. They can kind of only go where whales aren't really going now because when they go there, we kill them. This is a man whose wife plans a dinner party and only plans on having like one <laughs> glass of wine. And as the night goes on and he continues to talk about whale shit and larvae, she like bottoms out like three bottles of wine. Right. Because she's so sick of hearing this motherfucker talk about whale shit. So they're trying to. Now, I would say you probably want to try to make more whales. That would probably be easier than like making fake whale shit. Yeah, right? but these goddamn libtards, if you try to bring them into a fucking controlled environment and like cre create more whales and then release them out into the fucking wild, ah, uh, you're fucking capturing the goddamn whales. And that's not their natural environment. Can, can I hear the second clip again? The the thing about the whale shit? Yeah. Though they're, I mean, they're all about whale shit. Yeah. If a fish egg produces a no, lot that one. This one? When they 400 meters down, the pressure of the water shuts their orifice. 
you cannot possibly poo when you're under that sort of pressure. No. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. We've now got wonderful pictures of whales coming up and Anuses. just this great stream of poo behind We've them, got, much bigger than the whale themselves. We've got these wonderful pictures of the whale's anuses just We take the pictures of open. the whales taking shits. You can't, their, their orifices slam shut at those depths, but at the I at have several depths. photo albums of the whales. The anus is just gaping wide open. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, he called the shit poo. He did. <laughs> so they, the whale goes near the surface and shits like a lot of shit. And then all of the fish hang out under the whale shit. And that's like an ideal place for them, their babies and eggs to hatch. They still plant the eggs. They still egg all over the fucking place. Right, because he's got the phytoplankton in his poo, right? But most of them die. And that's the problem because we killed too many whales. So now there's not enough whale shit to cover all the eggs. So is this like a part-time thing then for people? Like, is it like, hey, we're shrimpers, but also we're looking for whale shit? Or is this a full-time thing where people are just trolling the oceans trying to find whale shit? Well, they don't well, want no, you, you, well, they, ocean they whale do, they shit. Got, they need beach whale shit. Yeah, they need beach whale shit that has had time to dry. But yeah. can't you dry it yourself? That's also something to consider, Travis. Why That's can't what I'm we saying. Just, yeah, why, why can't, can't you we just yourself? scoop up the whale shit and then just like put it in like our dryer? Yeah, you dry you dry it on the mast, right? Or uh, starboard. Have a Wh- couple whatever. of guys on your boat with uh with blow dryers, just blow drying them out. Well, you know, you get some parchment paper and just let the sun work. bake it. Yeah. So uh, the whale shit really is. The, the true way that we save everything. Like, it makes our sense last longer, Travis, and it's going to heal our world. Uh, we we just need to find a way the to replicate The oceans, it. at least. It's got to make our dicks harder, too, right? Yeah. And I mean, it, come on. I, I hope, I hope <laughs> they don't find out it makes our dicks harder, Travis, because then it'll really <laughs> fuck things up for all of us. <laughs> then then the, you, think there's a la- you think there's a lack of whale shit now? <laughs> Once people find out that it makes our dicks harder, you ain't gonna see it. <laughs> Travis, I have uh, I have something really important here. It is time for the hustle watch. Travis, apparently, fruit roll-ups oh, yes. are a hot commodity now. Have you heard about the fruit roll-ups being a hot commodity? No. Yeah, Travis, big time. They try to smuggle them into Israel. I have what? I have a news story here. An American couple was stopped by Israeli customs last week after they tried to smuggle 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups into the country. The attempt comes after a viral TikTok caused the sweet snack to skyrocket in popularity. Now, just one pack, normally 50 cents in the US, can go for upwards of $6 in Israel. The thwarted couple aren't the only ones trying to make a quick buck off the craze. Israeli customs confiscated a total of 661 pounds of the treat last week alone. So everybody's trying to smuggle in fruit roll-ups, Travis. So is this like reverse uh, Pez collector, right? No, like he's taking no, it no, from no, a- no, 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 no. So you get the fruit roll-up, right? You unwrap it. You put a big old scoop ice cream on it, and then you wrap it up, and then you put it in the freezer, and it turns into like a hard candy-coated shell. It's like a dumpling, Travis. It's like a, a ice cream dumpling. And it's all the rage. But why are they in particular wanting it? Because like, I can. 
They can't buy them? They're, they're really expensive. They're in a war zone. What I'm saying is who gives a shit how they're using it? We just need to get them through roll-ups. <laughs> but you can't <laughs> smuggle them into your Why can't you smuggle them? You don't need to smuggle. You sell it on because, eBay. Because there's you put some dryer the sheets. Market. You can't you put some that. You put some dryer sheets in the goddamn priority mailbox so they can't smell that it's a fruit roll-up. And you get these people what they want. You sell it on eBay. You think that if I put like a box of fruit roll-ups on there, like anybody at customs is going to be worried about it? You'd be like, oh, he bought a magazine from me. You throw some dryer sheets in there. Ain't no fucking dog Drunk, smelling I, it. I knew Travis would get passionate about this topic. This yeah, is ridiculous. You, you, you sell a box of fruit roll-ups to, for 60 bucks. Yes. Yes, of course. Go to your grocer right now. How are you, you have already <laughs> on this? Is what we're. I didn't know this. How did you miss thing? this one, Travis? You don't think I'd be all? I'm going tomorrow <laughs> to the gro- my local grocer and buying out their fruit roll-ups because guess what? If I don't sell them, my I'm kids will eat, eat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's win-win, Travis. It's a win-win. I'm fucking. They'll eat them, and if I have them sitting here and some. Israelis or Iranians or whoever the hell needs these things is buying them for 60 to 100 bucks on eBay. I'm fucking golden. Either that or you could pack their lunches, Travis, one or the other. Yeah, and guess whatever. what? Does the last matter. time you heard of a fruit roll up going bad? You oh, have yeah, you know, for years. Exactly. None, none of that shit. You eat gummy bears six years later past their expiration date. Hell yeah. So fruit roll ups are no goddamn different. I think we had fruit by the foot. I think that was oh, our. Uh, yep, even better. We had fruit by the foot, but I guess you can't really uh, wrap ice cream with fruit by the foot. Well, it would be a looser wrap. It'd be more like an appetizer as opposed to like a, a, a full dessert treat. So I used like to take appetizer the fruit by the foot off the thing and then re-roll it and then eat it. You know what you do, Travis? You take a fruit by the foot and you wrap it around like a fudge sickle. Mm. You make like a like a fruit by the foot kebab. See, I like it. You just wrap that fruit by the foot loosely around your head like you're a fruit by the foot mummy. And then you just start to eat it and see if <laughs> you can pull it all into your mouth. <laughs> Just like chomp, 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 chomp. He'd be chomp, all chomp. sticky. He'd be a yeah, sticky boy. Yeah, fuck? It's Travis, sticky with fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot or goshers? Goshers. Oh, all yeah, day. For sure. All day, all day, every day. So, Travis, I guess what we're going to do, we're going to go to break, uh, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to... Uh, uh, Austin. Austin. Let's talk to Killer Kite. Frosh. Austin. Fr- F-R-O-S-C-H. Frosh? You think? Austin Frosh? Frosh. Frosh. That sounds right. Uh, he he made a movie about uh, kites that kill people, Travis. It's a uh, boy. It's something. Um, guys, stick around. The kite will continue to kill no matter what. If you let things be, it will spare you. Trust me. Do not get involved. Who are you? I'm a person that's trying to help you. Do you have any actual breakfast? I'm helping. Ah! So Abby's grandma, right, she like passed down from the family, like this evil, crazy kite thing, and then it started manipulating other kites and killing more people, and if we don't put a stop to it, it's gonna be bullshit! Abby's grandma? Are kites really killing people? Why are they killing people? Why can't they kill my ex-wife while they're at it? You wop up bop do wop bop bop
WFOD is proud to present Mike's sister makes instrumentals for Bo Daddy Harris's Instagram posts. Again for the Hollywood Beat with your inside source drunk, and this week drunk talks to Jason Momoa about his new film Fast X in theaters May 17th. The consensus is that Vin Diesel's a dick. Insight? He's wonderful and he's fabulous and he's fun to be around. And then you you know the moment they go action, it just switches into Dom and you're like, oh wow. And the voice hits and it's everything the cadence hits and and he just gets, uh, it's, it's just different than who he is, and I really enjoy, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy watching him play Dom, and I enjoy Ben as, you know, running and, and, and having responsibility for this franchise for 20 years, so. If he was a huge dick, would you tell us? I don't know how much I'm supposed to tell, but, you know, Dom will do anything for his family, and that's a great quality to have as much as most fathers and uh, parents will. Hmm. As you requested. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. back. Our guest tonight is the writer and co-director of a new horror film called Killer Kites, available now on demand or on Blu-ray at buythehorns.store. Guys, Austin Frosch is on the program. Hey. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Are you drinking a Bush Light, Austin? Uh, no, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Oh, Baja <laughs> Blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big soda guy. Can- cans are similar. <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, I'm not drinking a bush light. <laughs> How old a guy are you, Austin, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 28. 28? Mm-hmm. See, Travis, he's probably getting to that point where yeah, his right. doctors are going to start telling him to quit drinking all that soda. That's yeah, they eventually yeah. get to that point. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pro soda. I think uh, soda is actually healthy for you. Oh, and, yeah. uh, oh that, you think that's that? That's big huh? water. 
that's big water that tells those lies. <laughs> it's, the, it's the dairy lo- dairy lobbyists are trying to keep you from your uh, daily sugar intake. <laughs> exactly. So, Austin, you wrote this thing, this this kite movie. I did. What was your inspiration? What was it that made you want to do this? Where were you when you decided to write a movie about killer kites? So um, I'm not sure if y'all are aware of Paul Dale's filmography, but he has a couple of movies of this nature. Um, There's one about killer mimes, silent but deadly. And there's one about alligators that come out of the toilet and kill people. Oh, Um, that's the sewer gators. That's kind Uh, of a real thing, ain't it? See, I've heard of sewer, like uh, uh, toilet snakes. I don't know if I've heard of alligators coming out of the toilet. Well, (laughs) they may or may not be real. uh, (laughs) uh, So, so Paul wanted me to to write one of these. So, so in my mind, it's like, okay, I need to write a Paul Dale movie. And at one point, he just randomly like was giving me titles, and he said "Killer Kite." I was like, "Oh, that one's that one's ridiculous. I'm gonna do that." So I wrote this movie and was thinking of it like I, I need to make it the same way that these are. Like I need to make it fit. So if you watch these movies, it's of the same nature. So that was my goal was to make to write one that's just like the rest, but the best one so far, or at least the funniest. So, Were you involved with any of uh, Paul's other productions or have you guys just been friends or are you just acquaintances or how did, how did that work out? Yeah, I've been friends with Paul since like 2007. Uh, we went to high school together and everything. And he was, he's been making movies for that whole time. We were both part of like the film club and would make like funny videos that got shown like all over campus, that kind of thing. And I was part of, I actually, yeah. So I'm in silent, but deadly at the beginning, I play like one of like the people that watches the movie within the movie. And then in sewer gators, I play a redneck and, um, in preparation for the role, I drank two forties. Yeah. I was properly about prepared right. to play that character. So, um, this is the one that I, I mean, I helped, I didn't really help with silent, but deadly beyond just, you know, we filmed like for a day. And then for sewer gators, I helped with like running the camera and running sound, like whatever he needed um, for like half of the shoot. Like, do you have like a like a schedule or is it like, OK, it's the weekend. Let's film for a couple of days and, and get some stuff in the can. Yeah, well, for Killer Kites, we we had like a set like schedule, like, okay, we need to do scenes, you know, let's say 1, 10, 11, 12, and 40. You know, we need to do these on this day, because like, they're all in the same location. So we kind of split it out by location. And it was it was pretty organized in that regard. Um, There were some scenes that I the reason why we're co directors is because there's scenes that I kind of said, like, I'm going to go do these because they're just separate from the main narrative. And they're just people being killed by kites or, <laughs> you know, just extra stuff that wasn't part of the main thing. And I was like, I'll just deal with those to kind of lighten that load. So did you have one were, specific scene when you were writing the movie that you were super jazzed about? Right. Like, so when you sit down and you write a movie called killer kites and you know that it has to be in the same vein as some of his previous movies, were you like super excited about a specific kill or like a specific scene, like involving the kites when you broke one specific scene, like were you jazzed about it in particular? I would say probably the scenes with the Oracle, 
were the ones that I was always excited about because I knew if we had the right person to play the role that it would, I think those would be the best scenes or at least the funniest in the movie. Um, regarding like kite kills, probably the one where the guy gets barbecued. <laughs> that one was probably the one that I was most jazzed about. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, I used to write all the time and there was like certain times where you would get to a point in a story or a script. Uh, and I almost exclusively wrote uh horror and stuff too, where you would just get to that point where you're like, you just came up with that perfect killer, that perfect scene where you were just like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is the movie, right? But this sets right. the tone. <laughs> Travis, the thing that I loved about Killer Kites, I think more than any other thing, is the uh, the Bond esque theme song that started the whole thing off. Travis, they have a Killer Kites theme, which I, I looked for to try to find it on on Spotify or YouTube. I guess the soundtrack has hasn't been uh, bought up by Hollywood Records or anything yet. Uh, uh, no, yeah, we're, we're we're still in the approval process uh, at Spotify headquarters on that one, so <laughs> that's, that might take a while. But uh, is is that something that that you you pushed for? You said, "Look, man, I'll make this kite movie, but we got to have the big theme at the beginning." And I don't think the theme came back in the end credits, which I think uh, was a was a mistake. So it was a theme, but it wasn't an overture. So it didn't like come back. No, no, no. The, the uh, theme was over the opening credits, Travis, and then it was gone. But um, you loved it. I you loved it. Loved to have heard more of it. If it would have just been playing in the background for the full runtime, I'd have been fine with that. <laughs> well, I think uh, it might be at the end, like the very, very end, like oh. after the credits. I think we threw it in for, you know, the fans like you that wanted to hear it one more time. So, Mike, you didn't stay for, like, no animal. I guess I didn't make it all the way through the, the credits, Travis. Motion picture. <laughs> I didn't make it all Some the way to the end of the credits. You didn't know it was a Marvel movie. Yeah, I didn't know there was uh, <laughs> post credit scenes. Austin, where in your uh, research on kites did you determine that kites like bread? Or was that just, like, part of the mythology that you created yourself? Well, everybody knows that. I oh, love oh. Yeah, I can't. I, Mike, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, is is there books that you read to prepare for, uh, like a movie about kites? Uh, so I did. I actually do research on people that are afraid of kites. Is that and a what is the, What is that called? It's so. It's basically the same as having a fear of heights. Like they, it's associated with that, but it's like people, for whatever reason, because the kite is high, they like it, it makes them nervous as if they're up there. Huh. It's it's a real thing though, because like I went and there's like people on forums and they're it's as far as I could tell they're not being ironic or they're being really good trolls, but um, <laughs> like they they uh, feel that, like it the kite might pull them up. Or yeah, or- I think that was part of it is they're worried that like the kites would pull them up or like one person was like, I'm afraid that kites are going to suffocate the world, which I thought was really fascinating. Oh. Somebody so so really it's not necessarily them. anything to do with the kites. It's that these, these people have severe mental disorders, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so before this movie, when was the last time you flew a kite? Probably never. <laughs> So was there a, was there a big learning curve on day one on when we getting these kites going or yeah yeah I was like I don't I I don't think I've ever flown a kite and if it, if I did I was like three or four years old 
So like, man, that's not weird. Like I have multiple children, right? Like, so a child that is uh, 24 years old right now. Uh, and then I have, and he was from a previous relationship when I was essentially a child. And then I have like an 11 and 14 year old and I'm almost positive. I have never flown a kite with the 11 and 14 year old, but I remember flying a kite with the 24 year old. So you're talking many years ago in, <laughs> in 19 years or so. And you're talking, I mean, when you think about it, you either fly a kite as a child or you fly a kite with children, right? So mm-hmm. we've had many a kite in our garage, like ready to go. And then we just, you know, don't go anywhere to fly it. Austin, how many people do I need to send to your website to buy this movie on DVD or Blu-ray for there to be a Killer Kites 2? Like, what's the number? Like, let's talk brass tacks here. Like, how many people need to buy it for you to uh, green light? Yeah, because Paul's moving on every movie, right? Like, uh, so far, right? Is he not making sequels? He's going from mimes to... I mean, like well, he needs to have do, a runaway hit, Travis. That's what I'm saying. Like he's going from mimes to to other things. So like now that we have the kite movie, how do we get a kite sequel? Well, well, to speak on the the sequel thing real quick in general, we have talked about doing like an Evil Dead Two type of thing with like the mime movie, where it's like a sequel slash remake. You know how they oh, did sure. with Evil Dead. Yep. We've talked about that, but that's as far as it's gone. We we wouldn't be against it, but I mean, to answer your question, if we could get like a million people, a million to, to buy them, <laughs> <laughs> what if we did like a team up, like a like a the Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong, or uh, Freddie and Jason, where where we get the kites and the mime together, versus Ver- versus or together, and you don't even. You know, it's got to be versus, right? So, so like a Freddy right. versus Jason situation. It's okay. always got to be a versus where like the human characters have to like choose a side, but not really because they want them both to go down. Yeah. Right. The versus is always, always the most collateral with kills because just everyone gets caught in the path of the versus. Whereas if they're not, if they're like teaming up, I don't know. I feel like somehow like them fighting each other is worse. The alien and predator. They're not yeah. like jumping into the, the, hey, let's kill all these people because the predator wants the kills. The alien wants the kills. They're not going to share them. Right. So the mimes are going to get pissed off at the kites. The kites are going to be like, fuck these fake ass clowns. <laughs> <laughs> these kills are ours. We, we've actually talked about that, too. Like once we have a couple more having like uh, exactly that, like a. Uh, Mimes versus gators, or something. Travis, like that. is that how you feel about mimes? Is they're fake clowns? Yeah, mm-hmm. huh. they're fake clowns who don't talk. It's ridiculous. So, Austin, where should I send people? I guess I got buythehorns.store to buy it on Blu-ray, and then it's on. That's uh, right. It's already on on demand, right? Because uh, so many people were clamoring for it, you put it out early. Yeah, people people were clamoring for it. They were like, "I want to watch it now." I'm like, "Well, we're, the Blu-rays aren't released until like the 26th." And uh, there was just so much demand for it that we were like, all right, we're just putting it online. Well, I, so I get it. I get it. I got the email, Austin, and I said, get me the fucking kite, guys. <laughs> I, I, I replied immediately. I was like, I, I want this screener. I want to talk to this guy immediately. 
Yeah, people can't wait for physical releases anymore. They need to see, they need to have access to it online. So I can understand that. Like, there's weirdos like me. And I think Mike still, like, uh, I like my physical media, but man, people are impatient. They can't wait for that. I know. Unrelated, that's actually why um, records these days take more time to get released because they have to wait for vinyl production. Right. So they'll be like, the album's done, like, say now, but they can't release it till October because of. It's just they can't handle the vinyl production. Yeah, so it's in not the same like sense. It, <laughs> yeah, it's not like it was 15, 20 years ago where everything was being put out on physical media before anything. Now mm-hmm. there's fewer fewer production houses to to create these. Things, well, like Austin, Reddit said that that was all Adele's fault. Adele was trying to <laughs> to uh, set a record, but then her album wasn't very uh-huh. good, and so now well, you can get yeah. it for like eight bucks. <laughs> I'll happily blame Adele. <laughs> yeah, it was Adele's fault. That, that's just that's just what they're saying uh, on the you know the conspiracy theory set the vinyl conspiracy theory boards. They're saying mm-hmm. that it was Adele's. I fault. blame most shit on Adele yeah. uh, in my day, <laughs> in my day to day life. So that's that's fine. Travis Killer Kites. It's uh it's on the on demand. You look up Killer Kites. There's probably not other search results. That's probably the only one. So. Austin, man, it was is fun talking to you. I guess Paul's not coming back. Uh, he tried. It's it's not happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Austin, yeah, that, are, that, is, that was... is there any place that we can send people online for you specifically, or Paul, or any of that? Any that place? Twitter, Instagram, any of that? So I would definitely send them to buythehorns.store. Um, I would tell them to look up our socials, which is by the horns TV, and it's consistent on Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Um, we're on all of those. So that's, I would tell them to go follow that because that's where they're going to get like the latest and greatest. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, we're going to have to tell our listeners to uh, be careful. We're in kite flying season. Oh, no. Yeah. I've seen uh, them. They're uh, out there. Killer Kites is doing for flying kites <laughs> what Jaws did for swimming in the ocean. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look up lot, guys look up it. <laughs> yeah, all right thanks, thanks buddy awesome. yeah take care thank you very much bye yeah, bye <laughs> travis i have a pick of the week uh it's it's a band actually it's i think they're an in, entire band well i think it's a new band because they don't really have a whole lot of stuff online but they have a song called doom bops uh online that i listen to a lot uh it's kind they kind of have like a like a Ludo Jimmy's Chicken Shack kind of vibe, and they're All called right. the Toxhards. Oxhards. The Toxhards, right. Travis, and I, I like them a lot. They have a good sound to them. Their videos are fun. I'll tell you what, they're a really good follow on Instagram. They seem to have like a really good sense of humor. Like recently, they opened for Lit, the band Ooh. Lit. They started their set by playing Lit's big hit. Which uh, and that was uh, there's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. They started playing yep. that, and the guy from Lit came out and hit him with chairs. Uh, as like a joke? I think yeah, it was like staged. It was supposed <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> You're not supposed to play our song, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
But yeah, it made for a very good Instagram video, Travis. I watch I watch these guys get hit by chairs. Yeah. And that's all that matters anymore, really, is is it good for Instagram? Yeah. Speaking of so, the new chicken shack, you know they're coming to St. Louis. Yeah, I saw that with um, Stabbing Westward in the Earth. I would, did you see some forty one? Did you see some forty one just broke up? Yeah. I no, Travis, some forty one. They're doing a tour, doing another record and doing another tour and then breaking up. <laughs> And the they announced thing, that they're doing the two more tours and an album, and then they're breaking up. And the funniest thing about Sum 41 is I didn't realize they were actually still together. Aren't they Canadian? They are Canadian. Yeah. Uh, I the lead singer was married to uh, the fake Avril Lavigne, right? Oh, yeah, because she died uh-huh. and somebody else took her place. And then, then, then she divorced him to date the guy from Nickelback. That's right. Yeah. And Katy Perry's. Jomini uh, Ramsey. Jomini Ramsey. You betcha. Drunk, what do you got for pick of the week? Which one of those is better, Travis? I'm going to go with fake Avril Lavigne as being better. I love fake Avril Lavigne because the Katy Perry thing sounds like bullshit, but fake Avril Lavigne, I could almost get behind. Like, oh, yeah, oh no, yeah, that's she, perfectly plausible. That she's Avril like, Lavigne died. Either was I, not feel, I feel like Katy Perry and JonBenet Ramsey have the same facial structure. Yeah. I mean, the, the Avril Lavigne thing, though, like it could be like after her first album or her first couple of hits, she was like, uh, not cooperative, and they were like, "Well, fuck this broad. We'll just like take her persona and like create something else." <laughs> um, and it would have been easy to do. Drunk pick of the week. Yeah, so drunk's pick of the week. Uh, so you know, it's usually either some sort of sports entertainment or it's food. Yeah. This week it's food. Okay. So Papa John says this new. Oh, is it the Doritos cool Papadilla? Ranch Papadilla. Is it gr- is it great? What? So, yes. <laughs> that commercial. We don't yes, have a Papa John's yes. around us, but we see the Papa John's commercials. And my daughter and I were watching uh, some bullshit on Tubi the other day. Yeah. And that commercial came up, and I was like, "Holy shit, that can't be gross." Travis, they have uh, Doritos Cool Ranch popcorn at Sam's Club now, and I bought a bag of it, and I don't like it. I'll finish the bag because I bought it, but I don't like it. It's not good. Just give me the seasoning, right? So, like, so, give so me the, so the Papa Bidia's got the dust on it, right? Yeah, the dust, right? It's it's almost like a Doritos Locos. But, but if you get just a regular pizza, you can get Cool Ranch Dorito sauce. 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 Is that any good? Like sauce on the pizza or sauce to dip? You know, it in? like the, the the garlic, like they got uh, to it dip Papa it John's. In. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. This is the your uh, annual reminder uh, for the listeners. If you haven't heard previous episodes, uh, one of the the best things to do for a snack is to uh, use Cool Ranch Doritos, dip them into cottage cheese like it's a dip, yeah. and eat that. Guys, it'll, uh, last it'll year change, when change when, your life. when Travis recommended this, I tried it, and he's right; it's very good. <laughs> it'll change your life. It'll it'll change your life. My wife. We've been together for, well, since 2004, um, and she was not familiar with this Cool Ranch Doritos dipping into cottage cheese, uh, and that is like has been a staple of her life ever since we've been together, because once you are introduced to Cool Ranch Doritos and cottage cheese, you will always revisit it. How, how do you feel about a peanut butter potato chip sandwich? I don't love, I don't eat Sam, I don't eat peanut butter sandwiches anymore. I used to eat peanut butter and pickle sandwiches, but that was when I was a child. Ew. I could, I could probably get down. Ew. I mean, I liked it when I was a kid. I, I, I eat cream cheese and pickle sandwiches. Huh. 
Oh yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that. I love cream cheese and pickles. That's actually it's some bullshit they call Wisconsin caviar. Is when you uh, have pickles surrounded in cream cheese wrapped in like deli ham. Oh, we uh, use salami down here, but same difference. Yeah, we, yeah, we use deli ham, and it's <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're delicious little toothpicks. Yeah, got the so. got the little toothpick on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, yep. bada yep. Bada bing, bada boom. I, I prefer a hot pickle in the middle. Uh, but that's dill, a dill and I'll tell you. Fine. I mean, that's a that's a bitch of a thing to prepare. Like you oh, don't want to be prepared. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> pick of the week. It'll fuck me. Yeah, Travis's pick of the week this week is the uh, HBO limited series Life and Death, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. Uh, actually, in fun fact, co-written by uh, or based on a book co-written by previous guest Joe Bob Briggs under his actual name, uh, John Bloom. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, John Bloom uh, wrote this uh, with somebody. He's actually written a handful of books, but he's hand- handwritten a few true crime books. So this is based on a true story uh, from a book, uh, Life and Death. It is about a uh, 1970s couple who engage in an affair and then a murder takes place and uh, the fallout from the murder uh, with the, within these two families. So uh, life and death is my pick of the week. Uh, Laura said that they already did this a couple years ago with Jessica Beale. Is that true? The, uh, I think it was not, Jessica not, Beale. It's not the same story. The same yeah, thing. Jessica Beale was, uh, I know what she's talking about. It was a uh, Hulu uh, oh. The Hulu limited series, I believe. Different thing. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a different thing. Well, guys, we did it. Uh, check out uh, Killer Kites. It's available now on demand. Uh, buy the horns dot store. Buy the Blu ray, physical media for life. You just have it up there on your shelf. It's so, a long, so long as you have a Blu ray player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy a fucking Blu ray player. And buy the goddamn Blu-ray. Actually, you know how many times I would advise buying like a PlayStation or an Xbox. That way it has it's multiple mul- functions. Yeah. <laughs> my Blu-ray player is my PS4. So yeah, I agree completely. Because how many times have you wanted to watch a specific motion picture and you go to all your streaming services and it's like not available? Oh, especially does- like if like some sort of sequel or something's getting ready to come out. Yeah. Gone. They pull it from everything because they want you to pay for it. It's kind of funny demand. when Independence Day Resurgence came out. Tried to find Independence Day on anything, nowhere. Had to go to Family family Video and rented the DVD from Family Video. And you don't want to depend on Family Video because you probably don't even have a Family Video around you anymore. No, they all closed, Travis. I had six. I got none. They became vape (laughs) places. Yeah. (laughs) So as close as you can get to renting a movie uh, in person. You guys got Marcos uh, up there? Oh, they dumped the Marcos when the family oh, video went Marcos out. Marcos is so good. I love Marcos, dude. <laughs> the closest you got to a, a rental place anymore is Redbox, and Redbox is bullshit. It's like three by four. Like, how many fucking DVDs are in there, right? So uh, buy it. Buy your physical media. Uh, Apple can't pull it. Netflix can't pull it. You always have it. Uh, physical media. Unless it. your house burns down. But you'll probably well, then- you'll probably be able to find it on Crackle if worth it. Freebie. I'm Bill Danny.
Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodix.com, travis at wfodix.com, or drunk at wfodix.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Jim Chadman, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. If you want early access to episodes, you can support the show at patreon.com slash WFODix. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODix on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. Bye.